Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. The message today comes from the uh, gospel passage that you just heard, and I'd like to repeat just a couple of verses. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Does Adam and Eve choose the crown? Or do they choose the cross? The third chapter of Genesis records their temptation in the garden. Satan first approaches Eve and asks, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Now at that moment, she could have responded by choosing the cross. By choosing obedience to God rather than glory for herself. But she doesn't. Instead, she chooses the crown. Her desires, now directed inward, shuts out the desires of God and replaces the will of his heart with the will of her own. Adam soon follows. After the exodus, do the Israelites choose the crown or do they choose the cross? God had been faithful in his promise to free them from the Egyptians. Miracle after miracle, he showed them who he was. The plagues, the Red Sea, the manna from heaven, the water in the desert. His people had witnessed God's glory firsthand. And on the cusp of being delivered into the land flowing with milk and honey, they could have chosen the cross. They could have trusted in God's continued provisions and in his protections as they faced the evils of those who falsely claimed it was their own land. But they didn't. Instead, they chose glory. They turned inward. They shut out the promises of God and replace them with the securities of their own. Does Jesus choose the crown, or does he choose the cross? This was a question as he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. 
All things were created through him. All things were subject to him. And he could want for nothing because he was God. But he was also man, so he was tired and he was hungry. And Satan approaches him. If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And at that moment, he could have responded by choosing the crown. But he didn't. He could have displayed his power over creation with that simple act, an act that would, de- uh, that would directly benefit him in that moment. But he didn't. Unlike Adam, he does not fall into temptation. And unlike the Israelites, he trusts God for his provisions. See, Jesus chooses the cross. He does what we cannot. And he replies, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. You see, he displays perfect obedience to the Father. He knows that his Father will provide for all his needs. He rejects the desires of glory and the immediate needs of his own and continues to trust completely in his Father. And even in the third temptation, when Satan offers him the crown of the world, Jesus still chooses the cross. Now today marks the very first Sunday of Lent. And it's a time where we can find ourselves out in the wilderness as well. Wandering where the Holy Spirit will lead us for the next 40 days. But only if we want to participate. We can choose to follow or we can choose to ignore the invitation of Lent and exit the wilderness without a second thought. This is a choice that each one of us will make. But be warned, if you choose to stay, if you choose to be led, you will come face to face with the same question that Adam that Israel, that Jesus had to answer. Will you choose the crown? Or will you choose the cross? Before you consider your answer, let me spoil it for you. You have already chosen. And you have chosen the crown. The church calls this sin. And we are all guilty of it. Satan has asked us to prove our loyalty to 
to ourselves, to prove our worth to ourselves. He has already challenged everything about us, what we think of ourselves and what we know of ourselves. He has already tempted us to command our own stones to turn to bread. And what are those stones? The selfishness of time. The selfishness of talents and treasures. Stones that look like obedience to self, to family, and to the world, but at a cost of obedience to God. We have made bread for our own glory, chosen the crown, and have already placed it on our head. And so, because we have sinned, because we are sinful beings, if you choose to be led by the Spirit this season, it will look far different than Jesus' experience. Just like it will be for me, you won't reply to Satan with biblical passages and you won't overcome all his temptations. Your experience will be crushing to you. You will face all of the many failures of your past, the many times where you have disobeyed God and fallen short of his expectations. You will be reminded that regardless of how Christian you think you are, you are no match for Satan or even for your own sinful thoughts and desires. So, if you are still interested in this journey, You need to be prepared. And how do you do that? There was once a young man. He had traveled the world, climbed the highest mountains, walked the farthest trails. And he set his sights on traversing the Sahara Desert by foot. He had to prepare. And so he did. With a backpack full of provisions and a car door. And asked why he would bring a car door across the desert, he replied simply, if it gets too hot, I'll roll down the window. If you prepare yourself to enter the wilderness ready to beat Satan, ready to prove that you are obedient to God, you're no different than that man in his car door. For you are entering the wilderness with the wrong mindset, the wrong preparations. Lent is 
not about surviving the attacks of Satan or even proving your obedience to God. It's not about you at all. I take that back. It's all about you. But it's not about your abilities. Lent is all about your inability. It's about feeling the weight of your sinfulness in all of its awful glory. You want to wear a crown? Then wear the crown of sin. It's a beautiful crown. Gold of selfishness. Jewels of disobedience. And it fits perfectly on your head. And it fits perfectly on mine. You see, this is the purpose of Lent. It's about recalling all of your sinful deeds, your sinfulness, and recognizing that you have placed it all on the shoulders of Jesus. Lent is about realizing that if He decided not to carry your sin to the cross, you would be left hopeless, crushed, and damned. This is what you travel out into the wilderness to accomplish. This is what I travel out into the wilderness to accomplish. To feel the weight of succumbing to Satan and succumbing to our own sinful desires. But that's not all that Lent is about. It's also a time of preparation. See, while in the desert, Jesus prepared for his journey to the cross. And during Lent, we do the same thing. We prepare for Jesus' journey to the cross. We pile up our failures onto his shoulders and we watch him as he takes them from us, accepts the judgment for us and becomes the sacrifice for atonement. See, during Lent, we prepare for Easter morning when we feel the magnitude of Jesus' work. We come to know that he willingly atoned for our sins and we feel the weight of our guilt dissolve. Go away as we see our Lord risen and seated at God's right hand. Our sorrow, our shame, our guilt is replaced with joy and gratefulness and love. We have a God that loves us so much that he went through all of this for us. How can we ever repay him? How can we ever 
thank him? How, how can we... He chose the cross for us. And in doing so, he earned the real crown, the one of true glory, the one of victory over sin and death, the one of gold, of radiance of God's face and with the jewels of his love and his acceptance. This is the real crown. And Jesus earned it. And he takes the sinful crown off of your head and he replaces it with his, the one he earned. And he shares that crown, that victory with us. But it's really hard to understand or appreciate all of this if you have not first wandered in the desert. So this Lent, I invite you, I implore you to wander where the Holy Spirit leads you. Spend time in God's Word every single day. Commit to meet God every single day. And let the Holy Spirit guide your thoughts and your prayers. If you will let Him lead, He will lead you. Commit to letting the weight of your sinfulness weigh you down. Because through it, you will feel and experience the freedom of Christ's victory come Easter morning. Please pray with me. Jesus, refuge of the weary, blessed Redeemer whom we love, fountain in life's desert dreary, Savior, from the world above. Often have your eyes suspended, gazed upon the sinner's fall, yet upon the cross extended you endured the pain of all. Jesus, may our hearts be burning with more fervent love for you. May our eyes be ever turning to behold your cross anew. Till in glory parted never from the blessed Savior's side, Graven in our hearts forever, dwell the cross, the crucified. Amen.